Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue the Greta Gerwig, our second film of three in discussing Greta Gerwig. Today is Little Women, released Christmas 2019, adapted for the screen by Greta Gerwig from the novel by Louisa May Alcott and directed by Greta Gerwig. I'm Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And I must say, I am fucking flabbergasted mm. at how much I loved this movie, man. Yeah. Yeah, this was a – I went in with low expectations. As um, did I. And – but I came out – I mean, I'm I'm already – this is this is my favorite Greta Gerwig movie so far. Yeah, um, same. And I can, I can say that with, with confidence, and I'm – I don't know. I think – this is uh so, so I, I read I read Little Women years ago. It was in high school, all, nearing ten years ago that I read Little Women. Mm. Um, I've been rereading it in anticipation of the podcast, and I reached Ooh. about halfway through the book before we got ahead. We got ahead of ourselves a mm-hmm. little bit. Like we 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 reached this point a lot quicker than I thought we would. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm only about halfway through the reread. And what astonished me is this this uh, movie starts before I realized it was going to bounce back and forth, like right where I'm at in the book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh shit. So I'm just getting the back half of the fucking book in this movie. And they, they, not just that we, they bounce back several Mm. times and it was a, Mm -hmm. uh, not at all how the book is formatted. Oh, interesting. Um, I was going to ask. The book that. I, is, I wonder if it did jump back and forth. The, the book is beginning to end. Like this, these, there's no time jumps here, which is what makes this mm. one of the most astounding adapted screenplays I've ever seen in my life. Like, wow, yeah, I, I, I would have thought for sure this is just how the book was. No, that, like it was part, like just part of it. But no, it's a brilliant. Even- brilliant fucking decision by Greta Gerwig to have done this because it made the mo- it made the movie much more lively than mm. the book was for my money you know uh i think the book is unquestionably good and unquestionably a classic um but it's 750 pages written by someone in the 1860s that's some time yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's a long fucking book and mm-hmm. uh some of the stuff is just a bit more fun to see than it is to read. And I enjoy reading. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, We're visual uh, creatures, you know, I, yeah. we, every, every human is. And uh, I, I even still think that some people that are like, man, this book is just so much better than the movie. And it's like, maybe you're right. And, and you're, you're probably right. And you could get more over the longer span of a time, but a movie is two hours or shorter or around there. And that's no, it. as far as like a, a slice of life sort of thing. Mm. You, you're not getting much better than little women, the book, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like 
Ooh, that's an interesting lens to look at it. Through, it's like. just, mm-hmm. it is just the way these people lived, especially since it was written in 1866 or whatever the fuck, or Damn. that's when it was released. So like, or 1868, like, so it is, it is straight up like Joe is absolutely a self-insert Louisa May Alcott. You know what I'm saying? Like that is just who she was. Mm. Or at least that's uh Sorry, my connection's going haywire. That's uh, it's just what it's a self insert for her there, um, and I, I, I absolutely adore viewing it through that lens, sort of like uh, and by the end of this movie, you know, they're they're pretty much it's almost fourth wall breaky, almost meta, but it's just it's just a storytelling. Yeah, that, uh, this is this is how they're it telling is- the story. It was really cool. I don't know this like uh, compared to Lady Bird. Like Lady Bird brought back a bunch of high school memories and stuff like that. This isn't bringing back any memories of like my. I guess some childhood memories sometimes for like Christmas mm-hmm. morning and stuff like that. Yeah. But like mainly, it got me to think of like, man, this is how people used to live. Like, right. th- like, and and like them saying that they were like poor and like, or they 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 didn't have as much money as the other people, but their house was still like very nice compared to like the the one family that was actually really struggling and like yeah. sleeping on the same bed and everything like that like life was just so different back then um and i mean i think the like and i can't believe i missed it uh but lady bird had a kansas city film critic circle award oh, um man. and i missed it it was a uh, best supporting actress for uh Lori metcalf, metcalf um and then this one as well has a kansas city film Critics Circle Award, and it is Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, and and yeah, as I guess it deserves. It, yeah, and it I won. Am, uh, it did win. It wasn't just a nomination. It did win. It that. was nominated for that at the Oscars as well. It was nominated for that at the Oscars alongside uh, Best uh, uh, Original Score, uh, which was done by Wow. Yeah, Best Picture, uh, Actress, Leading Role. Um, Swarcy Ronan gets her one. I'm pretty sure Florence Pugh Florence got a Pugh. nod. Uh, yeah, this was a screenplay. This is an astounding, astounding work here. And uh, one of my favorite Wes Anderson crossovers, of course, is that the music in this one is done by Alexander Desplat, who did uh, Asteroid City and French Dispatch and Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, so uh, the, uh, huh. that end specifically is when that score stood out to me the most, you know? Okay. I, was, I thought montage. I was a little crazy. I'm like, okay, that's very good to hear. Because I was like, I was going to make like a comparison and be like, man, it, it did kind of feel like a little Wes ending there a little bit. Like, it or did. just the, just the uh, sound of it. I think there's there's a lot in this movie that felt uh, very Wesk, if you will. Like the tragedy, um, tragedy in the mm-hmm. in the right time in the movie and boom, change. Like, there, there were, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. There were, were some... Some Wes, I guess Wes is probably not the only person to do that, though. No, uh, no, 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 no. Just relatively could... fresh on our brains, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something astounding about the way this movie played out for me because, uh, you know, I, I, I was sleeping on it big time. This was a first viewing for me. Um, mm. It just, I've, I've read the book. It didn't seem like it would be that exciting of a movie for me, uh, and I, I, I literally. I put this in my top 10 favorite movies ever on my letterboxd. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here 
at a at, like spoilers for the spoilers for the ratings here at a firm 10 out of 10 in at least one of the categories. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, this was, I don't know. I don't know if it was just the low expectations, but I don't, I think even if I was no, going in just without that, yeah, I think I'm still there. Like this it was, blew me out of the water. And oh. when, when something does that to, to the level that this did, it's, you just, you just kind of feel it, you know, like I, uh, when we talk about West movies, you know, and the way that, when the emotional impact hits us, it's kind of backloaded. Like you, you get to the end and you're like, someone says something and you just fall apart. You're like, Oh my God, it's been building all this time. The first time I cry in this movie is about 40 minutes in, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, and then uh, again, about 20 minutes later. And then I'm like Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of wall street every seven and a half minutes after that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. No, this it's Wes is you're right. Like a, a, preloaded and bam it's like a brick wall and then you know you're yeah like going till the end but this, this one, one has breaks a lot your walls out. down and yeah, just yeah. keeps keeping them down some soft bro. cries and then some bigger ones and then yeah some, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah you just have different levels of cries there was there. just uh, there was a moment where like this this movie had left me so emotionally raw where uh it was right before the scene because i mean there were there were so many great visuals in this movie, just a gorgeous looking movie, and something that was a top contender for my shot simply because I couldn't believe the way I responded. It's right before uh, Timothy Chalamet confronts Sorcy Ronan, uh, Laurie confronts Joe, right before he's like, "So I got to know, man. You know, like we got we got to figure this out." When they're like walking up the hill. I started crying. Really? Just yeah. for how just because it was so like I don't I I couldn't explain it to you. I couldn't <laughs> explain it to you. I was like, "Oh my god, I love this movie, dog." I uh, and that that was one thing that just like it doesn't happen to it's I can't tell you another time that actually has happened to me where I just saw it and I was like, "I don't know what cuz it was like immediate too. It like spoke to something that I mm. can't like articulate but them walking side by side up that hill with the sun gleaming through the trees and then them mm -hmm. getting up to the top of the hill and then mm -hmm. it looking down over the the green and orange trees the church in the distance yeah and then that oh. big ass tree that was on the yeah. right the one that was a little closer just that yeah. big ass one like dude i don't know, like, I don't know what it was but like i was already i was already like tearing i didn't like cry but i was tearing up at that moment and mm. then they just walloped me with one of my favorite scenes in the fucking movie with it uh like so i want to give some props all around to everyone yeah. involved in this movie, Greta Gerwig is astonishing with the screenplay adaptation and the direction here. But the performances, oh my fucking god! I mean, stacked. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how many people were just kept showing up. Like, I didn't really look into the cast of this, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's there's Meryl Streep. Oh, that's that's pretty cool, you know. As there's Aunt, Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern's in there. Like Emma Watson, Flo Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet. Forcey uh, Ronan. Yeah, we got we got a cool dad from Ladybird returning back as yes, yes, kind of the, a, a dick business a dick, guy, yeah. you know, this time, so he's not not as cool. But you get a really cool dad in uh in Mr. Lawrence. Uh Bob Odenkirk, baby. Is that oh yeah, Saul Goodman. No, yeah, yeah. no, I, I was talking about the uh about uh Lori's dad. Oh, um, Lori's dad, dad is a real he, one, dude. He was really cool, like kind of filling in a little bit, yeah. and then also like 
having like just that sad story himself of like hit, losing his daughter and then ha- how Beth kind of filled that gap. And like, oh. that was another part that I like whenever Dude. she playing the piano in there and he just slowly came down the steps and sat yeah. there. And then there was a shot where it like showed um, Beth just playing the piano, not even knowing. And then like uh, Mr. Florence just sitting on the stairs and like, kind of just like, just, just going yeah. into the flow with it. Like there's so I many. Wanna... Shots. I had that one on there. I had, um, the one you were talking about in the field, uh, that was really be- like the autumn field. Yeah. Uh, even when Meg, um, was proposed to by Fred and turned it down, just that shot of like in front of their estate, or, I mean, their mansion. And it was like between trees yeah. and like, oh, yeah, like, that shot oh was my God. Um, dude. Yeah. The, uh, the, my favorite shot of the movie, uh, undoubtedly is it's when Joe and Beth are on the beach Okay. And Beth has just said, uh, like, after I'm gone, promise me you'll keep writing. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of embrace there. And something they could not have planned for, but took full advantage of, was the wind blowing the sand perfectly above the ground. Mm. And, like... That was beautiful. That was oh my other one. Oh, my God. It, that was my it, other one in there. It's crazy how many shots there were in this, like, to choose from. I was just like... Because usually I have that moment, and I'm like, oh, that's for sure the shot. It usually only happens like once or twice in a movie, but this one was like... It was hard, man. Picking favorites was incredibly difficult, uh, just because I loved so much of it. But that was one, that was another one that, like, the scene was already priming me. And then I saw that shot of them embracing, and the the horizon was towards the bottom of the screen, and the sand was wafting right above it. And I was like, the lines oh. there too, like it's it's like yeah. a tide. It's it's coming in or it's gonna go, and you just can't stop it. And then Joe's yeah. like, I'll, I'll I'll stop it. She's like, I will. Like you have like I don't know, just like the back and forth they have there. Like it was that Dude. scene was almost my scene if it wouldn't have yeah. been. I mean, I usually death scenes. I don't know, are never my favorite scene in a movie. But right. This, this one was kind of undeniable. Like, it was it's one so of the best death scenes I've ever seen. Like, well done. That dreamscape, and another shot as well. She's sitting in the chair, and when she wakes up and is looking out the window with the gold, like, it's, like, as she just wakes up in the dream of, like, going downstairs. Or I don't know if it is a dream or maybe just a memory. That's that past. That's the past. Um... Cause, it, cause, cause she's like, she's been up. sick before. Oh, okay. I didn't catch on to that then. Yeah, I think it was the scarlet fever that she'd had when they were younger. Oh, she didn't My- die of scarlet fever. Oh, maybe I, maybe but, I misinterpreted I, I that. Because I thought it was she was like staying up all night watching over her, and she was like, "Hey, don't you better not go quietly. Like, fight, fight, fight." And then she's like sitting there watching her, and I thought it was kind of like a like she was dreaming a little bit as she came downstairs oh, okay. and she was like, saw her healthy. And she was like, Oh my God, thank God. You know, like it's all okay. Like you're, you're not sick anymore. Like right. what she was wanting, I guess. I don't know. It could be in the past. I don't know. Maybe I didn't pick up. on No, that. that's interesting. I hadn't, uh, see, that's one of the things that I love the formatting of the time jumps in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it is hard when you keep the same actresses who, uh, either look very young or not very young. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it is sort of confusing sometimes, that's for sure. But, like, whether it's a dreamscape or a real memory... Either way, it was, extru- it was yeah, excruciatingly like, effective. No matter what, yeah. Give, like, I was... Like, I actually kind of thought, I'm like, wait, okay, this is real. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, this 
this is is what's happening. Like this is is real. She's better. She's she's gonna be okay. And then just that cut back to like her actually waking up there, the bed being empty, and I'm just like, no, no, don't do this to me. I'm like, no, I I was already crying before you got to this dream or past memory, and then and then I'm like, oh, okay, nice, nice, a, a happy time. Now I can I can uh-huh. calm down, relax, and then whoop, bam, nope, we're we're getting right back into it. And I was I was just no, no, it was it was handled. Yeah, so the, well. the mirroring shots of her, like the close up on her eyes, where it's like golden glow, warm colors. Uh-huh. She wakes up, she's better, and then you cut to cut to her in the the blue light, and she, yeah. oh god, oh, that fucked me up, man. And it was as soon as they cut back to her eyes, yep. and it was blue, and I was yep. like, nope, nope, that's yep. it, that's all, folks. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that was good for Beth, and I was, I was, I was really holding on. I'm like, no, okay, they're gonna find some way to to make it out. Now, another thought I was kind of having during this movie is like, man, I really would like to live during this time. But then a scene like that reminds me of why I maybe wouldn't want to live through that time. Um, just because, med- you know, just you can catch something really small, and that's gonna be it. You know, back then, that's just like, I don't know, medicine is not where it is today. Um, but I just, the things I like about that time period is just how, like, how fancy everybody looked all the time. Even if you didn't really have a lot of money, like, people still looked really fancy and dressed up all the time. And mm. I just like that. I don't know. I just like, like, whenever people dress up and look nice. Uh, but because, like, Timothy Chalamet, man, was this dude's wardrobe just popping off? Like, I mean, kind of every, I mean, everyone's wardrobe. Yeah, no, I the costume it. department was on. Oh, uh, man. I won an Oscar for it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I noticed it the most with with uh, Laurie's character. Just, I don't know, he always was showing up in something new, and he just, he could pull off those outfits really well. I don't know. He was just, mm. was doing it really well for me. But then, I don't know, even all the dresses that like, all the girls oh, were wearing, like, I mean, gorgeous. yeah, everything was... I loved Joe's wardrobe at a couple points. There was a point where she had like this red cape tied around her Mm. and this hat. And I was Mm. like, I want to wear that, bro. Like Mm. that shit's flames. Uh, I did look it up uh, because I was so curious whether that was a dreamscape sequence or Mm -hmm. not. Uh, She it was she had multiple bouts with Scarlet Fever. The first one having left her weakened and her heart weak. So I think there is a point in the movie when Marmy says something about how the sickness has returned. And that's, yeah. So uh, I was, I was, cause you're right. It was one of those scenes that doesn't look like anything else in the movie. So I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe it was a dream sequence, but I, maybe it is just the sheer juxtaposition of it that like made me think it was a dream because like it was that very warm, glowy light, like a very happy memory. I guess that's what she was remembering. So I'm like, maybe kind of, she is, Maybe just no, there's a, there's a multi, there's yeah. multiple things going mm-hmm. on. It's a fond memory that she's hoping she can wake up mm-hmm. to once more, but you only get one miracle, you know. Uh, Man, yeah, that's like in her like that. I think that's my line was them on the beach. Um, not after her saying like when I'm gone. She was saying like um, write something for me. You're a writer, even before anyone knew or paid you. I'm very sick and you must do what I say. Or do what Mary or Marmy taught us to do. Do it for someone else. Um is what she said. And then mm. eventually that is what what gets her to to write again. Like her yeah. her after she's burning all of her stuff and like she's like, No, I'm I'm done. It didn't save her. I'm I'm done with writing. Like I'm through but then that last 
you know, the last thing that she hasn't burned yet, and it was for Beth, and then how she sets it up there, and that's like her her main source of inspiration throughout, like, writing her whole novel, and I was just like, oh my god, like how, I like that, like, the writing of this one, like, I, I, I still can't believe that the jump, like, the time jump wasn't actually in the book, because, like, no, that's, that's something I gotta just, like, I, I, I tip my cap to Greta Gerwig on that, that is fucking outstanding, it's an, it's an outstanding choice, and the reason I thought it worked so well was for Beth's death scene, you know, yeah. like the whole bouncing back and forth and then getting to that, it felt like it, it was so interesting to still have like 40 minutes left in the movie. I was like, mm, yeah. yeah, that feels like it It should be where it stops, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it kept going. But like, it felt like we'd come to the fucking climax. Like, it was the climax. Yeah. It was the it was coming close to the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, it felt it just felt so massive. And uh, it, it was so well done. was good. And then the back and forth of. Of like, um, you hear, I'm uh, getting some, still like getting the names down a little bit, but Amy, yeah, Amy, Amy. um, and talking with with Lawrence and and how she's like, no, I'm I'm always second to Joe, I'm always second, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to be with you just because you can't be with her, and we haven't seen like why they can't be together right now, like you, yeah. we're kind of led to believe like, oh yeah, they're gonna get like they seem that they're gonna get together, but. Then there's something I don't know in between it, but then later on you see that conversation in the field, like after the fact that we see Amy and and yeah, you know, um, Lori's little conversation there, and I I don't know, I think it just it it's there's always constant callbacks to something, like it's it, the story just keeps going and is like keeps like making these these little stories connect to like the bigger story, and the bigger story is just her writing this novel over her life, like and that's just what she's writing and i think that's that's so cool like another kind of wes i guess i don't like i don't know what to call it but like having like a medium that the story is being told through All right. um, and how how it, i mean it's not as clear i'd say like it's just kind of at the very like at the very beginning and at the very end like they they come back well i guess she's not writing the novel at the very beginning that's just like a short story or something right at the yeah i'm, I'm assuming the- that it might be it, you know, her novel gets burnt up by Amy at some point throughout the movie. So maybe it was ah, this. Okay. Um, but I like to think that it probably wasn't that yet simply yeah. because, uh, I think it takes everything that's happened for her to be able to write the story at all. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great fucking story, man. You know, I, uh, I love, you know, we were talking about how we thought they, they would work out Joe and, Joe and Lori, the mm-hmm. OG Sebastian and Mia, if I might, uh, from from La La Land. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that vibe, you know, uh, the right person, wrong time sort of shit. That they ultimately end up with other people, but there will always be that sort of love, you know. Whenever they're like hyping her up to go chase uh, after Friedrich, and him. yeah. yeah. I never yeah, that, that was almost my line. Almost. It was so close. But I've I couldn't find it anywhere. I wanted to get the exact verbiage and everything. because uh, I couldn't remember it exactly, but him uh, being like, huh, us me preparing a carriage for Joe March to chase a man. Never <laughs> thought I'd see the day. Uh I like it. Yeah, he's like But, but, but I, I like, like it. Yeah. I and, fucking love Timothy Chalamet in this dude. This is uh, interesting to to think about is like it she didn't want to end the book that way. At least it seemed. It seemed that she was just 
let him go and that she wouldn't marry anyone. But then, like, she's, t- she's told, like, no, end it a different way. You know, like, you have to end it this way or else it won't sell. Right. So, I'm, like, I wonder, like, there's this, how much of it is the story and how much right. of it is what No, happened. I have the same thought. Yeah. I think that I trust that that happened. I like the way the movie leaves it kind of ambiguous. The book doesn't do that. The book she marries she marries Friedrich. That's oh. that's okay. that is something that happens in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that the movie leaves it a little bit more ambiguous. Where uh, I I think she changed the story to end with them getting married. But what we see isn't them getting married. It's her chasing him down and asking him to stay. So mm-hmm. like uh. You know, he's going off to be a professor. She's opening a school like there's there's a lot more. There are opportunities for him here, you know, beyond just love. And I think that's something that like they might. I think they're almost certainly together. I have no doubts about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the like the end there when it was showing the whole school and like going through everybody and then like it it showed him. And I'm like, you know, you're right. It is a little ambiguous. It could have just be he he took up a professor job and is teaching Mm -hmm. at, you know, at her school. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd rather them be married or not. Like because it, it, it seems you know she has she, a lot. She worse. has the exact critique for that choice. She says it. You know, she's like she's been saying the whole book that she doesn't want to get married. I'd rather paddle my own canoe or whatever yeah. that one was to right before Meg's getting married. You know, she's like, let's just leave. You know, don't actually do this. No, let's uh or not Meg. Um, it was uh. Was it Meg? Meg, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Emma Watson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Meg. Yeah, just like right before her marriage, being like, you know what? Uh, don't do this. Let's just uh, run away. Uh, you can be an actress. I'll be a writer, and, and we can just do whatever. You know, it's all good. We just, just not do this. And, <laughs> you know, and then Meg's like, well, it's, you know, one day it's going to be your turn. She's like, well, I actually, I, I don't know if I want that. I don't know. And like, oh, man, my, uh, my favorite line, undoubtedly, like, uh, it's uh in the movie everything everywhere all at once there's a moment in that movie where uh Kwan delivers a line and i'm i'm a fucking mess uh where he goes uh, i don't know what is happening uh i don't understand it but somehow i feel like it's all my fault mm-hmm. that line i'm a fucking mess uh there's a there's a line delivered by lori in a similar vein that i feel i feel like resonates with me in a similar way whenever Joe, they're they're in that field, and Joe's like, uh, I I don't think I will ever get married. You know, I don't think that's the case. And he goes, I think you will. You know, you'll find someone and you'll love them. You will live and die for them because that's your way, and you will. And then he pauses for a long time, and then he says, "And I'll watch." And I fucking broke, dog. Like. I immediately lost my shit. I <laughs> I could not like the pause leading into and I'll watch. I fucking melted, <laughs> dude. That was a wrap for me. Thankfully, oh my God. Timothy Chalamet's character here was a little a lot more likable than last than the in Ladybird. Yeah, um, no doubt. I don't know. I, I took I took a liking to to Lori. I thought he was he was I don't know, just really cool from the very start, like oh yeah, and Joe having their dance, you know, at that one I little party scene. or whatever, like outside, um, and like them 
sneaking past the windows or whatever and like them just like actually like dancing all like yes. I don't know, not at all what you would expect some out, out of people in the 1800s or whatever but yeah uh, whenever she goes oh that's capital yeah I'm capital sorry. yeah I that's their slang i like, shouldn't say shit like that right. oh wow uh, i'm sorry i kind of i kind of went unhinged there for a second sorry um, well and that's what's so funny is to think about like how people then you know we reflect on it in a very specific way but at their core they couldn't have been that much different than us no. you know no, not at all. It's it's the same story being told over and over, but just different tendencies and different ways of speaking that people have. Like, yeah, it, it, we're the same. Like, I, like all these people are the same. You give them the internet and you give them everything. They they eventually become the same as us. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's the time period really. I'm about to start that saying, much. "Oh, that's capital." I'm gonna tell yes. you that right now. That's hard. What, what she would. That's hard. Like that'd be the equivalent. Like that's oh, yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like oh, that, that shit is fucking dope. That's kind of how I took it. You know, like oh, that's capital. I like, like that. that. Like, it that's makes emo. That's a one. Yeah, yeah. capital. I kind of like that. Kind of goes crazy. I wonder <laughs> if that actually was slang back then. Like uh, I have no idea. Or not, or if they just made it up. You know, for for whatever. But um, because that was even one of the tips that uh that Joe was telling Meg, like you know to. Don't shake hands. Don't do whatever. Blah blah blah. Don't say words like capital um, yeah. or whatever. Like it was one of her little little tips before. But like, yeah, no. Uh, Lori, he got my character nod for the movie just oh, for, for like that, the dance, um, everything like that, and then the little uh, post, you know, little mailbox he set up in the woods. Yeah. Um, there's so much to like about that character, mm -hmm. man. Like, uh. He's throughout the movie, the, the way he's there for every single one of them, mm, you know, yeah. like, uh, it, it is really fascinating to see him end up with Amy, you know, because I, mm. I don't think you ever get any notes of that earlier on in the story. It's just kind of like, uh, it's the later timeline that you start to like see that mm -hmm. in, but you're not really projecting it onto it because earlier in the story, you see him with Joe so heavily. So it's mm -hmm. like, there's this real dissonance there, but, uh, he's always so loving to all of them, you know? And, uh, and when he's not being loving, it's because he feels like it's what they need to hear. You know, like when Meg was at her like debutante ball and he was, she was like, don't you think I look good? And he goes, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, man, the, the men who gave criticism here, he could have done it in a different way. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, what, what, Frederick, is that his name? Yeah, Frederick, like, whenever he was telling her that he, that he didn't really like her writing, I'm like, well, give some criticism. Don't just say it's bad and that you don't like it. You know, like, say why that it's not, you know, I, th I was expecting him to be like, it's not you. Like, you're just writing this for the, for the paycheck. Right. You're writing this because it's what they want you to write. Write what you want to write. That's what I was expecting him to say. But then he was like, no, this is bad. I don't like it. And I was like, Hello? Are you like no, yeah. and I, I I thought that was kind of whack too, but I think I think he's only saying it like that because he knows that she knows why he doesn't like it. And he wants her to take that leap and be like, okay, this is what I need to do. You know, uh, I I I think you're right. You like, you know, him being I think it's in the implication that it's not her. She uh, knows it's not her. She wrote it. You know, like she's mm -hmm. She says something about how it's, it, it'll sell, you know? And he's like, 
Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so like there's there's something really really interesting about the just I mean at large the 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 men of the time period and the men of the movie. Um where you know, I love Lori. I love Lori's dad. I think that he was mm-hmm. such a fantastic dude. Uh played by Chris Cooper, born and bred Kansas City. Really? Eh? Yes, okay. Indeed. There we go. Uh, Finally a good guy. Yeah, he yeah. was the cool dad in this one. Yeah. He was That's the good sure. he was the good man. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Chris Cooper, hell of an actor. Um, but th- th- there was that scene at the end, man, whenever Joe after uh after uh, I think she's just been told of Amy and Lori's uh, marriage and mm. she like goes for a walk outside. She throws the letter she'd wrote to Lori into the water mm-hmm. and then she finds Mr. Lawrence out in front of his house and he's like crying and he's like, I can't bring myself to go in there. I know it'll feel empty without her in there. And Oh my God, dude. Like another one of those, just, I am keeping the foot on the gas as far as mm-hmm. tears coming out of my eyes. The freaking, whenever he first came out and was like, Hey, yeah, I, I think, you know, our piano, it's not really being played. And I just hate it being so quiet. Yeah. I need someone to play it. Or any of you, you know, any of you play that at all? And Beth, like slowly, like, Oh, well, you know, if you wouldn't mind, like from that point on, and then she plays and they, you know, do whatever he, she makes him the slippers, you know, like oh. the purple. Those, I mean, looked freaking like some sick slippers. Like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, purple with flowers, but then, and then the gifted piano. Like, it was just a perfect storyline. Like, it just was making you feel so good. And then, man, I, like, I. Oh, that's I, what sucks so bad about it. He talks about, he already says something about how she kind of filled this void. Mm-hmm. That was left behind, and I, 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 me knowing what happens, I'm like, "Fuck, dog, no, no." Uh, <laughs> uh, that shit they, was brutal. It was it, like this. I don't know what sister said it, but like, I think it might have been Amy, but like Beth was the best of us, you know. Like they mm-hmm. says that, and like how, how even like in the piano, whenever uh, Frederick comes back, and like, yeah, we all play a little bit, but not anywhere near what what Beth could play or like, and, and just, it's been silent for so long. And like, you just have like, have him playing the piano there and everyone's just listening. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm just like, what the, f-? I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah, they, every, they, they were tugging on every single heartstring in mm. this movie. Like they just, it just, well, over I, love, and over. I love the like differences between the sisters, man. Like throughout the, throughout the movie, kind of seeing them become who they are who they are in the younger timeline whenever you know emma watson's character is really prip and preem mm-hmm. and she's you know she's gonna be the perfect the perfect daughter she's the eldest she has to marry rich she has to, you know she's she's got to find a husband a good husband uh and then joe who is one one younger than her is going well fuck that i don't want that i'm gonna just keep doing me you know what i'm saying i like doing me i'm gonna keep doing me and as a result of that, Amy sees that and is going, well, I can't be Joe, dog. I don't fuck with Joe. So I'm going to be more like Meg. Uh, <laughs> and then and then we got the pattern again where Beth is kind of doing what she wants, but she wants everybody together. You know, that's kind of her primary goal is like, I just want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be together. Let's just let's just be here, you know. Uh, and then to watch them all evolve to a point where. 
Meg ends up marrying the man she loves, not the ma- not a man of station or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe ends up following her heart. She doesn't do anything she uh, is, is expected of her. She does what she wants to do. Amy does the same thing. You know, like they all they all uh, the the ones that live sadly and end up yeah. doing what they want to do, not what they feel like they have to. And I feel like they all take inspiration from Beth in doing those things. All like all their decisions are kind of they they are based mm. almost upon uh, the death of Beth. You know, um, yeah, because I guess it is it is after Beth dies that that Amy turns down. Like how. Because I was trying to figure out the timeline of that, I guess. Because she's wearing, like, her... Like, she's dressed in black whenever um, Amy's dressed in black. I don't know where she is. Maybe waiting to go... She's waiting to get home. Uh, So, she's in Europe at that time. Okay. Uh, Oh, that's right. Because because Lori went with her. Mm-hmm. to europe over there okay yeah. that's right that makes more sense now because i'm like yeah. I, I was but trying no, to and where... that's the thing is that it's more in a metaphorical sense that they take after beth in that way it's not it, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a direct result of her death mm-hmm. that leads them to make their choices it's kind of an inspiration and mm-hmm. that like like you know they're all also always vying to come back together sorry if i'm breaking up here i've got mm-hmm. the shitty connection has been on one today but uh, they're all they're all always trying to come back together, and I think that's kind of the influence that uh, mm. she had more than anything. Uh, there's just a, you know, her turning down what's his fuck, um, Fred? Was it Fred? Fred? I think it was Fred. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just Fred. Yeah, um, but uh, when she turns him down, it's so she can be with Lori. Yeah. It's so she can be with Lori, mm-hmm. who is going to take her back home. You know, Meg marries the tutor who lived with the Lawrences. It's going to take her back home. And Joe inherits Auntie March's house, which is right down the road. So they're all going to be right here. You know, like, uh, and that's kind of something that I think more than anything, they all just found their way back to each other, which is what Beth always wanted them to do. Um, Mm. I didn't didn't think about it like that until now. But I know they definitely all stayed pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another, uh, you know, just similar story of someone going off to New York and finding a, I don't know, finding a light, like it's, it's really interesting how, um, I don't know if maybe Greta Gerwig just saw this story and was like, Ooh, yeah, I like that. And I can, like, I, I can relate. Let me, let me adapt this screenplay. I wonder, um, I just don't know Greta's life story life at like all, that. but, but going off of, um, Lady, Lady Bird, Bird in this movie, yeah. Um, I can see some similarities in the story oh, there, and I, I just don't time. know how how uh, Joe Joe and Ladybird but... share a lot of uh, characteristics. You know, mm-hmm. they're very very similar people, and uh, both Head are. Cannon, ex- What's that? Head Cannon, Ladybird is um, she goes to New York and uh, somehow uh, time travels back to the uh, you know after uh, after she's in college she becomes a writer. And that's what she's doing. She just time travels back into this period, and then I think Lady, life. my head canon was that Lady Bird is a a direct descendant of ooh, Friedrich. Ooh, and that Joe. might be better. That might be even better. Okay, no, I like I like that more. Yeah, time travel that kind of throws a whole loop in there. So yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little more complicated. That throws wrenching things, and no matter where it comes in, but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's it, it is cool to see Sorcy Ronan, you know, because she's she's playing very similar characters, but she is playing them in very very different ways, you know. Like mm-hmm. that's uh, they're like another one of my favorite scenes. I didn't end up giving it to it uh, because I went with Beth's death, but I do have it written down here is when they are doing their little club meeting, and Joe wants to invite Lori into the mix, um, and they are all having just the fucking time of their life. Dude, mm-hmm. like I seeing Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, uh, Swarcy Ronan, and I want to give Beth's Beth's actress a little bit of credit because I uh, she's she's obviously not quite as famous as the rest of them, but she did fucking Eliza fantastic. Eliza Scanlon, 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 Eliza Scanlon, Scanlon, Scanlon. Yeah. I think is probably how. Yeah, she did freaking that. incredible, mm-hmm. and them all just kind of acting off each other. And being, you know, uh, Joe's like, I want to invite Lori into the gang. And everyone's uh, kind of like, no, going, like, wait a fuck. A girls only group. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then isn't Beth the one to be like, Beth's well, the only one that's like, I think it could be cool. Yeah. Like, it's even, Lori. If we're afraid, yeah, even if we're afraid, like, I think we should do it. We should just try it out. See what it's like. And yeah, but I don't know. Beth really was the one that anchored the anchored beating the heart of yeah. the you know like i'd say uh she's uh, and that's kind of what a younger sibling does often for a family is kind of remind remind the entire family of what's important is kind of just being like because mm. uh, i mean like i lived for 10 years without my youngest sibling you know mm-hmm. i don't i could not imagine life without my young my youngest sibling now you know what i'm saying like that is th- the household would be fucking different without my little brother in it you know what i'm saying and like that's uh that's -hmm. something that i think a youngest sibling always does is kind of anchor a family and reminding them that you know this this is the family you know this is this is us this is the team you know and i think that's Mm -hmm. uh that's something that beth does a really good job at at that scene was so fun too whenever he jumps out of the clothing rack and he's like since there's no time like the present (laughs) (laughs) he puts on his his little theatrical show and is like, now I'll take my seat and thank you ladies yeah, or whatever. Like, and that's the thing is that he's so down, you know, like he's, mm-hmm. he's as playful as them. He wants to be their friend, you know? And like the fact that both him and his dad are so immediately taken with the girls, you know, mm-hmm. like whenever they come over, when Amy's hand has been hit by the teacher mm-hmm. um, and yeah. he takes, he takes her in and they, they're taking care of him and they're like, yeah, take, take any book you want take this take that you can play the piano you can do whatever you want you know like kind of it was just so freaking cute man and uh florence view i think that's who i'm gonna give my performance to uh she's astonishing in this movie you know i thought that uh I- i'm left in a place where tim this is my favorite timothy chalamet role i'm fairly certain this is my favorite florence pew role you know, uh, and I'm damn close with Swarcy Ronan. She's just had a lot more characters that I really, really enjoy. So it's kind of hard to say. Um, but as far as Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet are concerned, I have pretty much no doubt that as Amy and, uh, and Lori, that this is, this is top tier of their career for me so far. Uh, that one scene when she was in like her studio, I don't know what it was, but it was just, where yeah. she had all of her paintings and stuff. And she was talking about how like marriage is like a, a financial, like it's an economic not really yeah for you it might not be but for me it sure as hell is so maybe think about that you know for a second and and i don't know like definitely for the time i mean it's i mean like that's 
yeah, yeah. I mean, she's they're they're spitting right there. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, you and, betcha. Yeah, but I, like I coming off Lady Bird, when I saw Timothy Chalamet, I was like, all right, this dude seems cool, but I'm not gonna like him yet because. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's a common thing in Greta Gerwig's movies that he just kind of turns out to be the dick in the movie. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just I'm gonna hold off my reservations and I'll, I'll see. Because at first I'm like, okay, he's gonna try just to get with every sister and he's just gonna you know whatever. I don't know. Um, I was just thinking all these bad things and then as the movie goes on, I'm like, all right, no, nah, this dude just has to be cool. Like I'm like, no, nah, yeah. he's like he's he's pretty cool right now and he, and he was just like there for all of them. Like it, mm. it did feel like he, um. He did just have like kind of like a sibling love for for all of them a little bit, and uh, I mean, yeah, that that scene in the field though, like when he like your line, like man, yeah, that's he, when he was performing, oh dude. Yeah, like, like oh my god, uh, I was. Uh, I might that switch. Whole scene. I might switch my character and performance. Like I, I don't know. I think I think I I, I really do like timothy as the character that like laurie as the the character here i think like just his role in the movie was was really fun but i i really liked um i always get her for i don't i always pronounce her first name wrong in my head, and i'm afraid to say it. sort huh swarcy swarcy so like a w in there yeah. almost swarcy okay um now i'll be a more confident on that but i like Sorcy ronan's performance in this one a whole lot and i uh i don't know like whenever she's up in the attic um saying how like love is all a woman is or all, all a woman's good for and i think that's bullshit you know like we have i i forgot the exact verbiage but she was like um like we have talent we have ambition we have brains we have heart um and everything and and i i i can't believe that that love is all a woman is good for but i'm so lonely you know like it, whenever she says that and like i don't know her mother just doesn't really do anything there but like i there's just a lot of scenes where she just gives a lot of raw emotion um, that I feel like a lot of other characters maybe just didn't have. I don't know. I, I just had a lot of time. In... I would like to apologize. That is not how you pronounce uh, her name. It is Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Sersha? Sersha. S. She's extremely Irish. Sersha Ronan. Irish. Wow. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. I would never have guessed that in five million years. I've always um, just said Swarcy. That's why I was so unconfident in saying her name, um, because I'm like, I just, I don't even know. Even, even if I just was to say it the most American way, like T-I-O-R-C, like T-I-O-R-C, like T-I, no, I don't even know, like I don't even know how to say that American, like. Um, but yeah, no, wow, um, Sersha, Sersha Ronan. Okay, I, I won't forget that now. Sersha, 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 Sersha. Wow, Sersha. Irish. Okay, Sersha Ronan. Yeah, yeah. So she, Sersha, she takes my performance not for for this one though. I I really liked really liked her like going through the uh, like haircut and like she you know she shows everybody like oh, what you do and then like she's she's really happy about it but then she's just crying, crying that night yeah, crying like my hair and she's like yeah I know I would be feeling the same way right now yeah. like, I don't know if it's really the most comfortable like comforting thing you could have said but yeah you uh, know yeah. she did the right thing yeah <laughs> but it's undoubtedly gonna fuck with you you know yeah. like uh uh yeah uh she's getting my character i i loved joe i loved joe march and i thought that uh the role she played throughout this movie was uh uh there's a lot of uh 
you know, Amy, she kind of flip flops back and forth, you know, as far as being like likable versus unlikable. There are points where you're like, oh my God, like just she burns her novel. I'm just, oh, I'm pissed. And everyone's pissed. They're like, yo, you can't do shit like that, dog. Like that's, uh, she, and whenever she like justifies it, she's like, I'm sorry, but I really wanted to hurt you. And you care about that more than anything. So I used it to hurt you. Forgive me. Uh, yeah, not, not the best at apologies. No. <laughs> or, or comforting during times of, of need. But, uh, I, no. she, at least she's like, she's telling the truth. Like she's just being very brutally honest. Like I wanted to hurt you and this is how, how I would hurt you. So I did it and I'm sorry. And I, I, I didn't mean to, or but she didn't mean to. Um, yeah, no, I, I adored it, man. Like the, uh, the moment whenever, uh, she, Lori shows up to go ice skating and then uh Joe ignores the shit out of her until uh-huh. she falls in and then yeah. she regrets ever having treated her like that even despite her having burnt her book is kind of like uh that was kind of when I was like okay this has to be my character you know like uh this sort yeah. of unconditional sibling love is something that I I absolutely adore and uh and I, I had I had to pull the trigger on uh, on Saoirse Ronan as as mm. Joe there for my favorite character. I like that. No, I like every like it's. I think either character or performance can just pretty much go to to anyone. Like like maybe not anyone, but like Timothy Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan. Um, I got I got Florence Pugh. Yeah, Saoirse. Like, I, I've been saying Swarcy for months, yeah. and I have no idea why now. I don't know where I heard it like that. Uh, but I had to have somewhere, or else I would not have committed to Swarcy. Yeah, because I don't know how you get Swarcy out of there either. Yeah, um, like yeah, you, you'd had to hear that. I song. definitely heard it somewhere. It is Sersha though, so I'll be Sersha Ronan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those those three were just were absolutely killer. But even like the supporting roles, like the super small, like like Meryl Streep. Like I know it's it's not like a likable character at all. But, like like role, I loved her perform. Yeah, like I just she was playing the hell out of that kind of annoying or like not annoying aunt but like just the very traditional lady yeah yeah she was playing i feel like she was playing older than she is like pretty much the entire movie even though meryl streep i mean she's uh she's not a young lady but like uh i feel like that woman uh auntie march never aged uh like i think she starts the movie like in the in the young timeline is like 90 and dies at 97 or something you know what i'm saying like i feel like that's kind of the age range we're rocking with for auntie march's character i don't know that for sure but that's kind of the vibes i'm getting uh, yeah look not like a lot of aging at all there like it i don't i don't really know it is only it is only seven years and when you get to that age it's like you don't really age that much anyway you're already you're in your final form yeah you've uh, you've you've reached you've reached the end uh no she did uh she did fantastic and uh yeah by, and by no means is meryl streep that old at all uh but she plays that incredibly well you know and uh, uh laura dern i just i love laura dern with all my heart so like mm. uh and when you have a movie with meryl streep and laura dern i'm a i'm a eat that shit up i'm a mm. like that is that is thanksgiving dinner homie that's uh that is getting eight and uh, I I, lo- I love Laura Dern and I love Meryl Streep and then to just to sprinkle on top Saoirse Ronan and uh, Florence Pugh Emma Watson like it's to have a movie where I I personally think Emma Watson is like the 
the footnote is kind of insane. Mm. You know, Emma Watson's incredible at what yeah. she does. And she was incredible in this movie. But mm-hmm. uh, there's there's just so much to like in this movie. So uh, she has the most straightforward, basic storyline, I feel like. It's just kind of like, here's... Yeah. Here's like it's not as on screen as much as the others either. Like mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't know. Like at the beginning, I guess, but then like once she's married and kind of off, um, I guess I don't know. Maybe they maybe they do have like equal sh- screen time, but I feel I feel like she Joe just kind of falls in the background kind of a lot of times. Yeah, like Joan, and then Beth. Like whenever sadly she's just dying, I feel like dominates the screen time there. But like yeah. other than that, I feel like it's it's Joe and Amy that are kind of the the focal kind of storylines that are going on mm. um, during the movie. And when Bob Odenkirk gets to officiate the uh, wedding for mm. uh, for uh, Meg and mm. uh, the, the fucking tutor, I absolutely loved that. You know, uh, my little women. Uh, there's, have you ever seen the meme where it's uh, it's him coming in and like hugging them and saying my little women, but like since little women's the title of the movie, People have just like plugged in any title of any movie ever into it. Oh, so like, no. uh, <laughs> there's like an example like uh, with Mission Impossible Seven. Like people were wanting, <laughs> people were wanting quote unquote. There was a tweet that was like, I couldn't believe the scene where Bob Odenkirk walked into the walked into frame and hugged Tom Cruise and said, "My little Mission Impossible Seven Dead Reckoning Part One." Uh, uh that would have that scene would have hit so that much harder than anything in this movie. I oh, if that no. I, yeah, I mean, if you have Bob Odenkirk for him to be as as not prevalent as he was, like that's a, like all the power to you. I love me some Bob Odenkirk. Like, like there isn't a single person in the movie that I don't like, you know. Like, and that's yeah. I mm-hmm. believe uh, I didn't watch this movie sooner. I'm disappointed I didn't watch it sooner. Uh, but I'm glad I've now watched it because I've I've got a new new favorite, new favorite of all time here. Yeah, there's something about, like, this time period, too, that, like, just automatically makes any story so much bigger than it is. Like, yeah, like, I like if you if you modernize this story and put it in, like, modern times, it probably still hits, you know, just as hard. Like, I feel like, a, you know, a sibling dying, like, I don't I don't think that's going to take away from anything. I don't know. But like the like this, the, the marriage doesn't really I don't know. It's just different kind of yeah. back then. like, I don't know, like it, it, it wouldn't really work the same there you'd have to tweak some things there Mm -hmm. but i don't know i just love i think the visuals of this time period i think is what does the best like it it, this it fits the story because the story was the period piece man but yeah that and the costume design feeds into that the production design costume design was oh it was on 10 man there's uh there's not a thing about this movie that I can point to and go, you know what? I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, I thought they did a, uh, I thought they did an all in all fantastic job on this one. And Greta Gerwig, man, like if, if she keeps elevating the way I feel she did from Lady Bird to Little Women, she yeah. can do that with Barbie dog. I'm going to lose Whoa. my shit. I'm not going to expect it. Uh, because I don't, I, I will tell you right now. I'm going to look at my favorite, like, after first viewing, I have Little Women it, legit in my top ten, above Thelma and Louise, below the Batman. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, yeah, that's, 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 that's up, up there. That's uh, very up there. I've got it higher, I've got it higher than Grand Budapest Hotel right now, you know? Oh, okay. I had a heart attack almost. 
on I looked up just what it was what it had on Rotten Tomatoes and I saw 60%, but it was a TV show season 1 of Little Women that came out in 2022, but the actual ratings are are far higher. 92 audience and 95 critical. And I'm like, okay. Ah, that's, I'm like, good. That's more I'm universally like, beloved than Lady Bird was. Lady Bird had a 99 critic score, but it had a 79 audience. Uh so like it, it didn't do quite as well as Little Women did here. And uh I've mentioned numerous times how on Letterboxd uh, if a movie has a four or above overall, it's pretty universally beloved. This has a 4.1. Okay. Uh, yeah, with wow. most of its ratings being five stars, 300,000 five star ratings there. It'll be getting uh, a five from me whenever I put it in there. Yep. That's you cool. got a five from me. I'll, I can assure you that I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by how much I liked this movie, man. I thought it was What's just a little heart, the like. Um, next to the rating, you know, you you have the rating out of five stars, but then you have that option of liking the movie, yeah. putting a heart. What does that do, or is that just? Um, added it's just for. I think that's just for you. Uh, you kind of have like a. You, I, I'm hard pressed to not hit the like button, even if I give a movie a two and a half out of five star rating. I gotta really not like a movie to not hit the like button. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be okay. like. Interesting, because I was treating it as like a, there's like a, I, I use it as like another metric, like a five star and a like, that's like different that's than just peak. like a five star. You know, I can give a movie a five star, but not hit the like button. Recognize no, and that's the thing is, is that everyone but, treats it a little differently. Mm -hmm. People like, I've seen people go like, how could you possibly give a movie two stars and a heart? And I understand that logic completely. But I think I can both think a movie's bad and really like it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, it's not like, let's see, is there a movie in recent memory that I didn't like? Um, on Letterboxd, let's see. I'll go to my diary real quick because it shows that. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't know. So it, I kind of just, I don't really have like any rhyme or reason to hit it or not. Like it, it's just kind of like if the movie really, resonates i guess is is whenever i do it i guess i don't know i don't, I don't really have a a rhyme or reason i guess yeah but, uh, no, i, yeah, I, I just, kind of, I just I, kind of hit it you know it's yeah, kind of funny think, i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm scrolling these all have hearts next to them so like uh that's just kind of how i treat it i gave like a two and a half star to some movie it had a heart next to it uh two and a half star next to electra has a heart next to it hmm. um Hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes I just forget to hit it too. Um, <laughs> the last movie I didn't give a heart was Catwoman. <laughs> okay. I can see why that's maybe not deserving of a like. Um but but yeah, I don't know. I kinda I just didn't understand really why like why it was there next to the rate. Like I didn't know if it like boosted the I think rating. There's a, a lot better. of people who treat it as an either or system too. Like you either rate it or you like uh, it or don't like it. Okay. Um. Hmm. I see. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. I, I like I like that app a lot, so I, I use it quite a bit. Hmm. Um, I need to log. I need to log my my movies. I need to get back on that on that. Yeah, again. I need to get back into it. But uh, nah, man, this was a uh, an astoundingly good movie, and I'm left in a place that's just overjoyed having watched it. Was, uh, I, I got to I got to the scene you were telling me about uh, via text, where you're like, it's just kind of fitting with the writing strike going mm -hmm. on it's at the end there, whenever she's talking about owning her work. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, and he's offering 5% royalties on top of every profit. And that's yeah. all, uh, and, you know, he's explaining like, yeah. So if the, if it goes down, my company won't fail, um, or whatever. And she's like, Oh, but if it fails, then I won't have anything, you know, mm-hmm. like, like just how she was just so like honest and right. That like just very clear, but that's just, yeah. How the businessman thinks, he's like, yeah, I'll give you a 5%, whatever, not any he's higher. Like, I'm the one taking the risk publishing it. And she's like, I fucking wrote it, dog. Like, that's that's my book that you wouldn't be publishing at all if I didn't yeah, write she's it like, for Keep you. the copyright. Give me 6.6% yeah. of the royalties and I'm there. Yeah. 5, no. 10, no. 5.5, no. 9. And then, like, I, yeah, it just keeps going, like, back and forth and, like, all right, 6.6. 6. Deal. Like I don't know. I like. I'll uh, take that. I'll take that. Oh no! I I want to. I I I'd say it. It went on to be a pretty popular book. I mean, it got some gold leaf. Freaking, freaking. Uh, like I don't know. The making of the book too was really satisfying. Oh, very satisfying montage I, there. Like just recently, a couple months ago, like I I watched a whole documentary on just like the evolution of bookmaking and how like because I had no idea like for just. I guess I've never really thought about it before I, I saw how a book was made. But I always thought it was just one page after the other, and they somehow put them together. I didn't know how. But they're, like, printed – like, you print, like, four or sometimes even more pages per sheet, and then they fold them up in a way, but they're completely out of order. Like, you have to think about how to – like, how they all fold together and everything, and it's nuts. Like, how to actually print a book and make a book – but I, I don't know. I love that little montage of of her watching the first one get made, and then her just like hugging it, like at, like after it's finished, and like that feeling would be kind of nuts to like write a novel and then have the first one hot off the press, like right there. Yeah, um, where she like hugs it, man. Yeah. That that was so yeah. cool. Um, according to this, trying to verify it. Um, is that the actual deal that was struck? Um, no, uh, I can't. I, I can't really find it. I, I I looked up how much money did Little Women make, and it obviously took me to the movie. On a forty million budget, it made two hundred and ten million worldwide. Okay, so it did. It did quite very well. Good. Very very good, but nothing on the on the book. Yeah, two million dollars a year, the equivalent of it, Louisa May Alcott made. Uh, okay, it's so equivalent to today, not eighteen hundred two million a year, but today no. two million a year. Yes. I mean, hey, yes, six point six percent. She was two doing a year? rather rather good for herself. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would, uh, I'd take that. Um, <laughs> I would, I would definitely take that. I wonder how much that. Let's, I mean, that's just a little bit of quick math to see how much the uh, the company was raking in a year. Uh, zero, zero was six, an immediate hit. Thirty point three million that the studio's pulling in from that equivalent every year. Um, ah, that the publishing so, company. Made yeah, or pu- yeah, yeah. Um, but man, if, if that deal is the actual one that they struck, I don't know, with six point six percent. Who knows if that's actually what they ended up yeah he offered he offered her 500 up front for the copyright and in 1871 from one publisher she made seventy six hundred dollars yeah so she she uh she was definitely the right decision there um that's for sure yeah 
I don't know. I, I, I really love that scene, though. We were just, you know, talking about the strike and, like, how, I don't know how, I'm just still kind of uneducated on it a little bit. And, uh, but, I mean, I can, I get the kind of gist and I'm behind it. I don't want to think that, that that I'm not. But, like, I don't know. It's It was very, I don't know, it was nice to, to see that at the end of the movie and just, like, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was, because this came out, yeah, 2019. So, I guess it's, um maybe were people like um but like griping about the streaming service money like well before the strike even started or was this is this kind of just like a newer um like, it's thing? been kind of a thing that wasn't like it wasn't pushed into the limelight by any means but like there have been multiple people who have been like uh like I remember recently, within the last couple of years, Sydney Sweeney was asked about the money she's making from Euphoria, and she's like, "It's all right." And people like flamed her. Were like, "You're famous. What do you mean you're not rich?" She's like, "Royalties aren't shit mm. from from the from streaming." You know, like we don't we don't get any of that fucking money. You know, so like that's that's a small example that was relatively recently, but like uh, so like it hasn't been. Uh, push to the limelight, but I'm sure it's always been something that they've been wanting to figure out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's because uh... I know. I guess the like the actors of like Oppenheimer were were participating in the strike. I don't know if if the people in Barbie are as well. Yeah, they not. have to, or else they uh, ah, or else they get fined and uh, kicked out of SAG-AFTRA. That's oh, uh, really. Yeah. If they, like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you cross the picket line, you are fucked. Like that's uh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You I, are I, no, I, I'm pretty sure it means you are no longer in the Screen Actors Guild, which is wow. what yeah. every actor who's working professionally needs to be in to get jobs. Um. I see. Huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, I'm just. I'm still a little un, just uneducated on the whole. On the whole topic, no, I it's a, it's been a really interesting little process to learn about a little bit, and I'm still very I'm still largely uninformed on most of it. But uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, no promotion going on for any movies right now. They're like uh, they had a red carpet premiere for uh, a Disney movie coming out at the end of the month, Haunted Mansion. Um, that that was scheduled for the day after the strike went into effect. Mm-hmm. And they they had to put it on because it's the premiere of the movie, but they just trotted out uh, people who work at Disneyland and Disney World, like dressed up in the costumes and like. Wow. It was like, it was like Cruella DeVille and, uh, uh. and characters from Disney movies, you know, wow. so like it's. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting time. That's for sure. Cause no I, doubt. Like, no doubt. The last man. time this happened. Didn't the president of SAG become the president of the United States? Like, yeah, Ronald Reagan was the, yeah. was the president of which SAG. Is like, at the time. Which is kind of nuts that we're like going into an election year as well. Like, a ma- I don't know who the current president of SAG is right now. Um, Fran Drescher. Um, I don't know if he's. Are, are they? Are they she, cool? Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty dope. She's been cool about uh, she's been cool about this. Mm. We'll say that. Okay. Um. Um, I just, I don't know. It would be just nuts if we get like a a little repeat of hi- uh, repeat of history, and we could just oh, get a complete fucking suck if we got a repeat of history with Ronald fucking Reagan. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not that, but just uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, the whole 
I don't know. I feel it feels like something is something has to happen. That's for sure. Something and I don't know what it is. Here. Um, but what man, it I, is ain't I, exactly clear. Sorry. My kind of outsider view is just Bob Iger being like kind of enemy number one right now. Yeah, um, David Zaslav and Bob Iger can fuck off. Zaslav, who's that? Is that Warner He's, Brothers? He's uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I've heard just Disney and Warner Brothers are kind of under quite Ted a lot Sarandos of fire. for yeah. Netflix and uh, mm. yeah, they uh, they're special types of evil. Bob Iger specifically has said some just horrendous things the last couple yeah. of days where it's just been like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, if, because I don't know if it is confirmed, the one, like, the quote of, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll just have to wait until people start losing their... No, that's a real quote. That that did, like, that, that actually I don't know that it was Bob confirmed Iger. who said it, um, okay. but someone of, did say that. God, that's just, that's like, people have it's too evil. much money to be able to say that. Like, you, you have too much money if you're saying that. Like, that's, yeah. I don't know. Something I don't know. It, I hope I hope it doesn't last too long. Um, but I hope it takes hope, as long as it needs yeah, to. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't I don't. I'm not yeah. in any need for movies to be made or written. Hey, there are all that. sorts of old movies. Yeah, I'm like I'm good. I'm not, I'm not through, like know? I hate people that are like, oh, I just want this to end so we can get back to just all more movies and and I, I don't want I don't want Marvel to hurt from this. And I'm like, really. I'm like, you're worried about Marvel? I'm right praying now? Marvel hurts from this. Like, yeah, you're you're worried about Marvel? Like, I I don't know, I, but yeah, no. The it, point the point of it is for them to hurt from for this. It to hurt. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's that, that's that why it's happening is so that they uh, they feel the pinch mm. to you know strike a deal. Um, yeah, and I I respect the shit out of every writer and actor who's willing to you know put their put their living on the line to. Yeah to battle these sick fucks at the top of the game. So, uh, yeah, unequivocal support from mm-hmm. us here at the Penny Bloom podcast for SAG-AFTRA and WGA because, uh, yeah, that shit sucks, and I'm so glad that they're doing it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just happy to see it. But uh, And our villain, not really villain, I wouldn't put him at, at Bob Iger level, but the cool dad from last movie to... To uh, to businessman trying to be like, yeah, you need that five hundred dollars. You need. Uh, I heard you need, you need it now. Your family needed it really bad, so just go ahead and do it. It's not going to be that, but you know, like he's he like, nah, we've gotten by. Like, like I feel like he knew the story was going to do well. He had his little daughter. Like whenever his daughters came up running, be like, please tell me you have the rest of the story. Like yeah, you better, right. you better have it. And he was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, I get it. Um, I get it. I'm a I'm a dude. I don't understand this story. I don't know. I I, I think was that the point? Just like that. I think it's part of it. Be- but like the from the the reasons he was giving her, you know, like uh the women hat. Like if you put a woman in the lead, she has to end the story by getting married or dying. Uh, there's there's no heroics. There's nothing epic. There's it's just it's a slice of life book. And if it's going to be a slice of life book, the character at the forefront has to have some sort of culmination where she either marries or she dies. Um, Yeah. And, and she, she, I guess she ended up giving in and going ahead and writing that she gets married, but you know, it is what the real readers of the book. know. you know, maybe it's like, maybe like the real ones know that like she, I don't know. Cause I'm still thinking about that ending. If it's like, if she really did get married or not, or if he's just a professor there, um, I don't know. I'm I'm still thinking like if 
if it actually did happen or not. But, he, I mean, he had a reason to stay um, stay there, though, and not go to California. So I'd say, I don't know. I, I'd say they probably got married. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I want. I don't know if I'd rather them be married or not at the end there. So I'm kind of glad it is just left ambiguous um, and that it is just kind of like a like a Professor X, like starting – Start like, but not for mutants at all. Just like a really cool school. Like I don't know, that'd be a really cool place to go. Um, I don't know, like, how, like, is that like people don't really do that anymore? I feel like, like, just be like, yeah, yeah, I have this yeah big mansion. I'm gonna open up a school. I, I just really want to teach people. It's like, can you do that? Like, is that is that something you can? It's do? something you can do. I think they're most commonly nowadays called Montessori schools. Um, hmm. I've never heard they're of kind of they're not necessarily private, you know, uh, but they're not the same as public schooling. You know, there is a I see. Huh. Yeah. Apparently there's one very, very close in Lakewood. Um, yeah, there's I mean, there's a there's a bunch of Montessori schools like. Uh, interesting. They've become more popular in the in recent years. I remember when I was uh, working on the high school newspaper. They were like their prevalence was growing, and like we wrote we wrote a whole story about it, and like the pros and cons versus public school and private school and stuff. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, Mon- Montessori schools they have they certainly have their merit. For examples like this, like if you design a school specifically for like especially at this time when it was like women's schools or men's schools, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "Fuck it, let's open a boys and girls school." You know, like yeah. let's mix that shit. Like that's uh, that's some really cool shit, man. And I uh. I was very, very happy with the ending of this movie. You know, Mm. I thought that uh, it was interesting. Whereas like uh, a Wes Anderson movie typically has me sobbing for the last 10 minutes. It was basically me sobbing for everything except the last 10 minutes when everything kind of comes together. Yeah. At Um, the end, it's it's like a a moment of relief and like, yeah, you just get to sit there and like, oh, okay. No, every, everything's okay. Like it was bad, but we're fucking happy ending, man. I can't tell you how much I like a fucking happy ending dog. Yeah. That's uh. That makes me happy, but uh, yeah, are we uh, are we ready for a rating? Have we given out all our favorites? I think we have. I have. I have. Um, let's see. I think yeah. I think you have as well. All right. Uh, cool. Then I think we shall give it a rating. And for enjoyment, I am at a surefire ten out of ten. I don't think it's no. making the top ten movies of all time without kind of getting a ten out of ten. Yep. Because if you will look, the only ten out of tens we've given previously. In our director spotlight, our Moonrise Kingdom and the French Dispatch, which are both in my top ten. Um, if I'm, I'm nothing if not consistent, so uh, yeah, they uh, they they deserved that. They earned that, and uh, mm. I have no doubt that this is a ten out of ten enjoyment. And yeah, critically, no, it'll be. I'm right there, and it, I, yeah, it's not that much further. Not now. Like, I, I don't know if it is a ten. Critically, that is tough to, to have a. It's perfect... tough to say. Tough but I to mean, certifiably state. It's the highest we've ever up Grand Budapest nine seven five. Okay, is it? And Grand I do Budapest? think I would take it a, st- like a a tiny step down from there. I don't nine. think I can quite put it there because the craft of Grand Budapest is kind of an uh, an ungodly level. Like it's there just is a, no nine five yet. Great. Yeah, this would be the first nine five, and, and nine two fives include the likes of Asteroid City, if I'm not mistaken, Dunkirk, and as well Dunkirk. Moonrise, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, I'm left in a place where I think this does slot in quite satisfyingly at the 9.5. Yeah, 
I like which that. makes it one of our best movies yet, man. A nine six seven, a ninety seven base. If we if we round that out, so let's see. Um, Grand Budapest was a nine seven five. Um, Kingdom. So almost, almost Grand Budapest. Moonrise nine seven five as well. Uh, would be the next closest. There's nine. That doesn't make any sense. Darjeeling. Why Wait. is Moonrise a nine seven five? But has a ten and a nine two five while little ten and a nine five. Oh, it's because the enjoyment is weighted twice instead of the critical there. Ah. Uh, so that would do it. Let me change that real quick. Um oh, that math just doesn't work. There we go. Nine <laughs> I was five. Probably confused. Um, okay, so it slots between Grand Budapest and Moonrise Kingdom, which feels mm-hmm. feels much more right to me. I was looking at it, and I was just kind of confused. I was like, wait yeah, a minute. That would make sense. I hope I didn't do that on any other ones, and we've been going off that the whole time. Um, I don't think we have. Everything else looks like I think it should. Um, wow, we just caught that now. That's kind of nuts. We've like I've just been going off that this whole time. And, well, it's uh, been a while since we've given one a ten in enjoyment yeah, and true. higher than Moonrise Kingdom that's and true. Critical. So like, because uh, we gave French Dispatch a ten in enjoyment, what well, we were both kind of of the consensus that there was no chance it was better than it. Uh, meanwhile, this same same enjoyment, higher Critical. And, I mean, uh, everything was just like this. We like we were talking how Lady Bird just wasn't the the most visually appealing movie, but man, was this just like beautiful on like it was fucking just gorgeous. every scene like I, I like there were so many shots i feel like i put in like four or five shots just to choose from but there are probably like five more that i mm. that were like just as good that i'm like oh my god this movie is so so amazing to look at and and yeah that time jump back and forth thank the fuck they decided to do that instead of just telling yeah. logically um because no, that, like, that was the that was the story choice that i am coming away the most astonished by is like and rewatches is only going to make that even better because now oh, like dude. now i know that like it, it wasn't a dream like a mm-hmm. dreamscape that, that that we're going back to that was that was just a another time jump was which is really cool and like all i don't know i feel like i'll i'll understand the timeline Joe having always been at her sister's side in those times of need you know like uh oh dude this was like emily was at work for this and i texted her while i was watching it and i was like mm-hmm. i know you like lady bird but my God is little woman, women, the fucking shit. And she was like, I want to watch it. So we will probably watch it again tonight. You know, like that might be, that might be double viewing for me today because I'm more than willing to, especially after talking about it here. Like, uh, man, yeah, this, I don't know. Every director spotlight we do, we're always somewhat like, I'm always so much more excited for the movie that's coming. Like, Oh dude, like I w I was already excited to see Barbie, like just cause it's, it's going to be like the summer movie. Like I, yeah. I, I know it's going to be fun, but after seeing these two and like seeing oh what Greta can do, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm Greta Gerwig. Like I'm, I'm sitting too. in the fl- you know, I, 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 I've come out of the Christopher Nolan spotlight. And what I went into it with was like, I'm not a Christopher Nolan fan. I'd say that I'm a bigger Christopher Nolan fan than I was before, but I wouldn't say that I'm, I, I still wouldn't say I'm a certified like, Oh, I love, I love Christopher Nolan, no matter what he does. I think he has really good work. I think he does some awesome shit, but I wouldn't call myself a fan. Greta Gerwig, I'm there, dog. I am a Greta Gerwig fan. That is, uh, that is my shit right there. Anything she puts out from here to the end of eternity, I am sat. Mm. That's, uh, that's a fucking promise. Yeah. And you Google her name right now. Anyone on the Barbie cast, really? Yeah. I think it might just be Margot, Ryan Gosling, and Greta. They like just pink sparkles everywhere right now. Yeah. 
which is really nice. Don't Google Killian Murphy. Yeah, I, I want to keep my computer, and I want to keep yeah. my. Life right now, so I'd rather not blow up. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty good. Don't yeah. Google Killian Murphy or Christopher Nolan right now. It's just no. a little, a little too too much of your, a your your phone or nu- or your uh, computer will become a nuke, um, spontaneously. <laughs> but uh, man, no nah, man, yeah, I, I I took to Twitter immediately upon finishing this movie, and I think you liked the tweet where I was. I I immediately tweeted out like, so none of y'all were gonna tell yeah. me Little Women would be one of my favorite movies ever. Like I'm I'm astonished by how much I loved this movie, man, and. uh because I mean, that's that's that gut feeling, you know, that sort of being like, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite. It hasn't happened since. Uh, I I I put I think Dunkirk in my top one hundred, and it's straight up at one hundred. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that is that is, uh, dead ass, and it might be at one hundred and one now that I added Little Women. So like, uh. Hmm. Like that's sort of like, and we gave that a nine two five or whatever the fucking enjoyment. So just to give you an idea of how much I love one hundred fucking movies, uh, of of there being a range of like ten to nine point five out of ten. Like it's just I I love movies, man. And you're not gonna catch me. Best medium there is, oh, dude. Like especially when it's done this well. Like yeah, it's like I don't know. I I don't enjoy mm. any other medium like movies. Yeah, movies. I love movies. I don't know if you've seen that clip of Keanu Reeves. He's on stage and he's he's standing in front of a mic. He goes, "Movies." Gosh, I love movies. Uh, and I I don't know what the context is, but I fucking love it. And the the recent one with Tom Cruise where he goes, "Love my popcorn." Mm, movies, popcorn, and that's all it is. Fucking love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. love the energy. Mm, man, and that's man. Now, now we all we all we have is Barbie, and then. And then we're into Keanu Reeves again, you know. We're, we might, we might happy. just. Yeah, I do no. have some stuff I want to talk to you about I off mic. I was potentially yeah, if uh, that was going to stick or not. Uh, but yeah, we'll because uh, uh, I'm, I'm having an internal debate, and I, I would like to would like to hear hear your side of it. But we'll get to that more uh, potentially uh, with the Barbie episode or next week. But yeah, so with that, I think we'll conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. We'll be back to finish off the Greta Gerwig week tomorrow with Barbie. We're, we're finally talking to baby. It's Barbie 2023. And I'm so excited to talk about it. I uh, will be joined by Claire De Janeiro to talk about that. And we'll be joined by Claire De Janeiro once again this Friday to discuss Batman begins. Christopher Nolan's kind of a little extra bit of the Nolan spotlight as well there. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for that. We are continuing our game of Thrones rewatch podcast. We did season four, episode nine earlier this week, and we will be doing the uh, season four finale uh, next. And I cannot wait for that. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot of good stuff going on, and I'm excited to see what we do next. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of of comic book reviews, book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. I'm going to try and refrain from writing new movie reviews for money for a mm. little bit. Um, pr- primarily audio content, I think, but I'll be I'll be putting out a little bit of writing stuff every once in a while for that dollar fifty tier. Just probably won't be about movies uh, for a little bit as long as the strike's going on. Uh, but yeah, we got we got a couple tiers over there, dollar fifty 
for written content, $3 for audio content. All that money goes into helping me put on this podcast, which is wonderful because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. You can follow us on threads at Penny Bloom Podcast as well. Remember to uh, subscribe on YouTube. Our episodes are posting up over there and we've been seeing some dividends over there, which is very cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's about that. Leave a five-star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening. And uh, go ahead and share us with a homie. We uh, we, we appreciate uh, getting little shout-outs. You know, I've recently been getting a few reviews on Twitter like, hey, go check out Penny Bloom Podcast. And I fucking love when that stuff happens. I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. so dearly. And whenever you uh, show us love, it makes me... It makes me even more passionate about what we're doing. I already love doing it, but uh, to hear vocally that y'all enjoy it really does, really does help. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I care more to be loved. I want to be loved, but that is not the same as loving.